Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Hey, and it's another episode of The Backdoor Cut, brought to you by Blue Note Bourbon, the smoothest bourbon. It tastes sweet. It's smooth as a Memphis Blues. This is The Backdoor Cut, part of the Barnburner Podcast Network. Let's get into it. Yeah! Now it's live. Sorry, it had to do the little like. Oh, Grizzlies lead 45 44. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is going on? What's uh, we're, up, we're, guys? The backdoor cut crew is here. We're watching the Grizzlies game. Uh, Jazz at Grizzlies live. We're watching the second half. Probably going to talk what's going on and maybe some stuff that we've noticed over. Garrett Temple for three. Oh, damn. Um, I really wanted that shot. Garrett Temple's been kind of off this game. He's been good at home, apparently, but he's kind of uh, returning to earth, I feel like. His, his three-point percentage prior was like in the 50s, but he's still been great. Well, he's not Steph Curry, so uh, I wouldn't no, expect him in the 50s to stay. But, yeah, he was big last game uh, against Philadelphia. You know, the Grizzlies had a big win at home on Saturday night, wrestling night, to go to 7-4, and four, um, which followed up beating Denver Ooh. Nuggets 89-87. Um, so two big wins heading into this game with a chance to knock off Utah for a third time. And this is another ugly, ugly game. 40, 45, 44, 10 oh, minutes man. left in the third quarter. Uh, Just the way we like it, though. Yeah, it's a Memphis-Utah special. It is. <laughs> uh, if we, so if we beat Utah three times, that's key for the playoff seating, I would think. You know, it's possible that we could you know, get down to where we're – like last year, all the Western playoff teams were, were so narrow. Like, you know, it was like four-game difference. So that could be huge for that. Yeah, so I'm getting we, ahead of myself. Yeah, we, we would win the series. I mean, Utah's 6-6 six and six right now. Kind of kind of a bad start for what people thought where they would be. Yeah. Um, some people picked them high second in the West. Um, but I don't know. They had a couple injuries. But the Grizzlies seem well-equipped to play against this team because they play kind of the two-big style. And um, we just turn it into a game just like this. <laughs> you know, there's nothing flashy. And then it just comes down to who can execute in the fourth quarter. And hopefully uh, Mike and Mark can do it tonight. Let me tell you that Dante Exum just entered the game. Uh, this guy coming up large on my bum list. Feel like he doesn't really do anything. I love it when he comes in the game. I know he they literally start losing almost immediately because he he can't shoot. His thing is athleticism and getting to the rim. He had I don't even know I didn't see him do that really. So good for him to come into the game for the Grizzlies. But if I'm a Jazz fan, I'm like mm, I don't think I'd resign him. I hope you didn't hit us with the reverse jinx, man. Now he's going to start hooping. Yeah, you can't worry about that, dude. You just got to you got to talk. You got a podcast. Ooh. 
Mm, no, but no, come on. Is that a foul? All right. Jaron's been rebounding hard this game. I really like to see him uh, active on the boards. He yeah, like he four had offensive like, rebounds in one possession. Yeah, one ham early on. Yeah. Uh, Grizzly struggled early on though. Got down double digits. Uh, Kyle Anderson again got off to a slow start. Uh, kind of missing a bunch of bunnies. Um, but then he came back late in the first quarter and got some offensive boards when he was reinserted at the power forward position and scored two buckets late in the first quarter as we uh, brought the margin close. I don't know. We were getting blown out, and then we came back in the first quarter is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, that's, that's what I got, so you're good. <laughs> so is that Kyle Anderson from the Sixers game you were just talking about or the the Jazz game, or is that just like his thing, like miss those bunnies? Because there's yeah, there two or three in the beginning of that game he just like couldn't put yeah. up. Yeah, which is kind of concerning. Oh, uh, fucking illegal screen right there. You know, so Kyle has gotten off to these bad, slow starts. And then as the game goes along, he kind of seems to feel it out and find his way. But that is at least two bad starts in a row. And it's he's playing the small forward position when he's starting and then coming back in as, at the power forward. So maybe that's a, a lineup tweak that we could see down the road is him coming off the bench as the initial power forward, which I know has been – or as the backup power forward, which has been suggested by a lot of people. Um, but we'll, with the injuries, it's kind of making it more difficult to try that now, you know? Yeah. So I have I mean, a weird we, rebounders comp for Kyle. So I've noticed that he like he does doesn't get off the mm, ground. Buckets. Mac so eleven reminds me of like Zach exactly. Mike Conley for three. Just then, go ahead. Zach. Reminds me of Zebo. How he just it's all about positioning and yeah. never getting off the ground, which is fascinating. Um, it's good to always have some of those guys on our team. Apparently. Yeah, and, and I mean, you you got to say no disrespect to Zebo intended when you mention Kyle Anderson's rebounding in the same realm as his. <laughs> he had like thirteen the other night, so that's definitely one time. Zebo used to average thirteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no disrespect, Zebo, if you're listening. Thank you. I hope Zebo's listening. You might. I hope he's at James Wiseman's house, dude. <laughs> yeah, Macpo, Macpo recruiting for the University of Memphis basketball no, program, not, which no, I appreciate it. Not well, he's just hanging yeah, out. He's just hanging out, and yeah, yeah, exactly. You're right. You're right. Not hey, sanctioned by the University. Come on, guy. Big game for the Tigers tomorrow. They travel to Baton Rouge to play LSU, uh, a top twenty-five team, the nice recruiting class, a hot young head coach, and Will Wade. So it'll be a good test for Penny and the young Tigers. I think so too. I think so too. Play, have a bunch of big guys. It'll be tough down low, considering the fact that we are a little weak there. But hopefully, we can play with a lot of speed and sort of counteract that and hit a damn shot, man. Tyler Harris need him to have a game. Yep. So uh, back to the Grizzlies game. It's 52-50 with 7.47 left in the third quarter, but the Grizzlies are already in the bonus. So uh, we really got to attack and take take advantage of this, get to the free throw line. Shit, I don't know. No, no, it's good. It's good. It's good. So, I did notice early uh, Marshawn came in. And so earlier today, it was announced Dylan Brooks going to be out six to eight weeks uh, with a MCL sprain, I believe is what they classified it as, which is I knew something was up because he, he literally stepped on the basketball and rolled off of it. It's kind of it made it hurt me just to to watch it, but he'll be out six to eight weeks. So that's going to definitely mean a lot more run for uh, Wayne Selden and Marshawn Brooks and Marshawn, as soon as he came in, had like six five or six points just on the two or three possessions in a row. He came out gunning. 
which is like pretty typical of him, I suppose. Yeah, you know what you're going to get with uh, with Marshawn, and and when they go in, it's awesome. Uh, that's just kind of the that's just kind of the way it goes. And he he had a sweet behind the back dribble that that drew some uh, some M one mixtape oohs and aws, which was good. And Ooh. exactly exactly the type of game he needs to play, especially uh-huh. now without Kyle or without uh, Dylan Brooks in man like that. Huge loss. Sorry to hear Dilly Buckets is down, but hopefully the Wayne Seldens and, and Marshawn Brooks of the world can can pick up and carry that weight. Freak injury from Brooks there, man. Like, like what an unlucky thing to happen. You yeah, know, just like, playing good defense. Yeah, like he, he he cuts off the passing lane. He reads the pass almost out of the back of his head. He's not even facing the ball, and then just happens to step on a bounce pass that tweaks his knee in a weird way that never would have happened. It's like, can the Grizzlies catch a break? You know. I, yeah, I, I, but, I don't. Uh, I, I guess all teams have like injuries all throughout the season, but it seems. I don't know. It just seems like the Grizzlies got that bug, man. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think our numbers stack up with the best of them when it comes to injuries. Um, but like we were saying, a big opportunity for Marshawn and Wayne Seldon. I don't think either of them have really gotten into a groove this season. So maybe these guaranteed minutes, like knowing that they're going to get in ooh. and. Block from there and, and have a big play a big role in the rotation um, and not just limited minutes. Maybe we'll see them get comfortable and uh, maybe one of them will be able to solidify themselves as a solid guy in the rotation. Yeah, I hope so. Because I mean, Marshawn's had like the one one good game where he's, he scored like 20. But other than that, he's just kind of pieced games together. We haven't really seen him get, get it going like we saw kind of at the end of last year. He's a guy, too, that, like, he hasn't played many minutes, but he's a guy that probably needs reps and minutes to get into his groove. That's just the way his game seems. So I think he'll heavily benefit from – obviously, he'll score more or play more minutes, but I think he'll, his game will come easier the more minutes he gets with these guys. Yeah, and I, mean, I hope he, so anyway. He's been out of the NBA for a long time, too. You yeah. Know, you can't take that away. He's not just coming over playing on a tanking team, uh, scoring as much Ooh. as possible. He's trying to fit into a system with – two star players and complimentary role players ahead of him in the pecking order. So um, it's probably a, a lot going on with, you know, him trying to figure his way back into how he plays in the NBA, but he's, he's just got to keep shooting, keep gunning, try to be that Jamal Crawford type player. Yeah. Cause it's that's now, what we need, man. Yeah. <laughs> now uh, a couple really bad fouls uh, called with that, uh, Spider Mitchell was the beneficiary of it. And I don't like superstar. It's, there's, there'll be no, I'll watch the NBA for the rest of my life. So I'll be however long. And there will be never be a point where I come to terms with the superstar call, the late foul call, where if they miss the shot, then the whistle, that doesn't make any sense. And it never will. And it's frustrating. That's yeah. my piece on that. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things about NBA officiating that's frustrating, you know, and, and we see it. I feel like we get it the worst. I think uh, Sane and Cam were talking about it on their pod, just like Jer- Jaron's calls are magnified because he plays for the Grizzlies. Like he already has a tough whistle just being in a Grizzlies uniform, um, which is true. I mean, we saw it with Andrew Harrison. He got rooked for two or three years. Um, we saw it with Dylan last year getting all kinds of touchy fouls that other players don't get. So, um, you know, just something we got to find a way to overcome. Is so, that is that a way you overcome? You got to, I mean, you just have to get superstars of your own and start developing that superstar winning culture. Or I don't know if that'll ever change for us. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's outrageous. I feel like 
someone could do a study or some sort of metric on the fouls called against teams, the types of fouls called against teams. It's just, I don't know. It's frustrating. I mean, when you're like, playing like by grade, like grade each foul, like A yeah. was a good call, B, C, D, yeah. F. Like, because <laughs> everyone, I think there's like everyone knows what a ticky tack foul oh. is. Like, but if it, so, I think if you could somehow like isolate ticky tack fouls and see which teams are called ticky tack fouls on the most, <laughs> what the hell was five. that, bro? <laughs> Karis Lavert just broke his leg. Oh shit! Oh shit! Yeah. How's how? Uh, I'm watching it now. Looks like he was going up to block a shot and then landed on a Kogi, kind of like under in a tangle under the bucket, but broke his leg apparently. Is this like Paul, Paul George? Of, uh, fresh off a game winner too. And uh, that Brooklyn team was playing well. I think they're in the playoff race right now in the East. Oh. Like Paul George bad? Is it bad? Ooh, oh, yeah, it must uh, be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks like his shin, like halfway down his shin, is like twisted inside, like at a, what is that, 180? Well, don't tell the listeners, man. They can watch for themselves. Some sort of that, crazy angle. Oh, yeah. Dang. I got him in fantasy, too, so I guess uh, I got a spot in fantasy. Oh, don't be that fucking guy, man. The guy just broke his leg, and you're worried about your fantasy team? I'm not worried about him. All I do is tie in the league. So oh, it was yeah, the that first thing that popped first thing head. he said. Yeah. <laughs> That was not the first thing I said. <laughs> it's recorded. We can listen to the tape. Uh, I will say that Cam Rose just tweeted, watching the Grizzlies use Jaron this way is disturbing, like watching a majestic creature covered in tar. What do you think he means by that? <laughs> <laughs> That's so descriptive. <laughs> just not uh, not giving him the ball, like <laughs> not featuring anymore. Having, it, it, ha- do we think him. we're not featuring him enough? Uh, what do we think? I mean, I think he's right. Yeah, when we do feature him, Jaron puts up points. Like he's not afraid to go at Gobert, and definitely not afraid of Derek Favors. So hell no, he seemed a little intimidated by Embiid just a hair on Saturday. Yeah, it seemed a little bit. He seemed out. I of didn't sports. watch any of that game, so I'll have to defer to y'all on that. How, he, so in what he way? Has some like, rookie, he has some rookie moments where he doesn't know what move to go to, or he just kind of looks lost sometimes. Um, but like we just got to take the training training wheels off and expedite that whole process. Like just how Mark just had that move down there, give it to Jaron the next time, let him do that same thing. Yeah. Um, you know, our, our pecking order should be Mike, Mark and Jaron in some order. And like, I would like to see Jaron not always third in that order, you know, for the foreseeable future, just go. like that, just like that. You nah, see, man. we, we, Jaron does a really good job of sprinting down the court and sealing whoever is down there, whatever defender meets him under the rim. And Ooh. when we, when we hit him on that, he usually scores um, just on a little easy hook shot. His, his percentage on that shot has got to be like 60 or 70. And, and, and when, so, he, when he seals so that's his defender, what Cam means. Like he, he's proven that he can score down there. Like, yeah. No, I, I agree. I just wanted to have a talking point on it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, bro. You're the numbers guy. What What do you think? What is, have you seen anything that says we're not using him good, or we should give him the ball more? What's his usage rate? And like, I don't know, man. You know yeah, that. Yeah, you can look up his usage rate, bro. That'd be that'd be helpful. Oh, you know what? I will. Thank you, man. <laughs> Appreciate that, Kyle Anderson back in the game. Uh, Twenty-two. He's a he's got the fourth high. He's actually higher usage rate than Mark. Doesn't does not feel like that. Really? Or maybe that's just because he's not. Oh, Wayne Seldon with a throwdown in transition. Because he's good. Maybe it has to do with the fact that he's got 
a lot less minutes going on. Grizzlies up he's six. Jazz timeout. He's only playing 25 minutes a game, and Mark's playing 34, so that probably has something to do with it. That, that is super surprising. How is usage rate defined? Is it the, the amount of time um, the balls in your hands? Yes. The S, and basketball reference uh, defines usage rate as an estimate of the percentage of team plays used by a player while he was on the floor. So uh, I would interpret that as if you're on the floor and you touch the ball, then that is that would go towards your usage rate. Okay. So if you're not on the court, it doesn't – it's not a, equated into anything. I got a couple interesting team stats from the Grizzlies. Um, they're currently first in points scored off of turnovers um, with 22.4 per game. That's leading the NBA, which is pretty impressive. That, that defense is back. We're second in steals in the NBA. Really? We're, we're third in turnovers per game, meaning we, we don't turn the ball over that much. I think we're averaging around 12 or 13. Um, we're actually sixth in three-point percentage but, of course, we're only like 25th in attempts. Um, and also defensively, we're third in opponents' points in the paint scored. So the defense looks good. Our three-point shooting has been efficient, um, you know, if not abundant. But And then the, so, some weak points, we are 28th in second-chance points. Um, so that means our offensive rebounding has not been – uh, you know, very good, honestly. And our team, our total team rebounding, we are dead last in the NBA. So having a six and four record, um, not being able to rebound and not really being an offensively gifted team just kind of goes back to show you how good our defense has been to start the season in the first 11 games. Yeah, no doubt. That's surprising. Um the rebound, I would not. I mean, I knew we weren't good, but dead last is crazy. And to to not give up so many points if we're not rebounding the ball is impressive. Uh, yeah, it really is a testament to how good the defense has been. What's your favorite lineup so far that you've seen? Uh, I mean, right now with the players healthy, it, some some Mike Shelvin, um, Jaron, Mark, and then uh, I guess Garrett. Is who I want to close and out the game. Yeah, um, I, I, I agree with that. Our current starting lineup. I, I tweeted this out yesterday. They they have an offensive rating of like eighty seven and a defensive Ooh. rating of eighty five uh, for a net rating of <laughs> plus two. So yeah, uh, and they played ninety minutes together. So uh, it's not it's not a great lineup, but I mean you just got to outscore the other team. So they're getting the job done when it comes to that. A positive point differential is something that a lot of teams in the NBA can't boast, you know? Uh, so that, that's, a, that's, that's crucial, but certainly we'd like to widen that offensive gap. I, I mean, is there any doubt that if this team stays – I mean, Dylan Brooks is down, but if this team stays relatively healthy, then it won't get better offensively? I'd like to think that as these guys get reps and figure out their spots, we had a big turnover. You know, a lot of these guys weren't on the team last year. I'd like to think they would get better offensively, but – I don't know. I don't know if that's what usually what happens or that might be something that, you know, is kind of pursuant to what JB does. I mean, I, I don't know if we'll stay at six and three point percentage. Um, I do think obviously Mike Connick will get it going a little more. Can Garrett Temple stay as hot as he's been? Yeah. Temple and Mac are kind of the guys that have been leading that. I think I Temple mean, only takes good percentage. shots. Though. So I, I, you know, I can, I can buy him staying pretty good because he only takes good shots. 
we kind of we've kind of been in fuego a couple guys so uh, I mean, I, I think we might stay right around where we are because considering Mike and Mark have not been especially great. And Dylan, like if he, you know, depends how he comes back to. Yeah. So I, I think ideally my starting lineup, if everyone was healthy, would be Mike, Garrett, Dylan, Jaron, and uh, Marcus Gasol with Kyle being the point power forward off the bench. Um, but Caspi's going to be coming back soon, and he's been he's. If you look at most of the lineups that are kind of near the top um, in overall performance for the team this year, a couple of them have him in there, and he as as ugly as it's been, he was he was good before his injury. He he got the job done. Yeah, and he, he he's one of those plus minus darlings that kind of defies the eye test. But, yeah, he just does everything. And it's so funny watching him play basketball. I really enjoy it. Also, got a ring, man. Shots to Caspi. Got him one of them uh, Warriors rings, those reversible championship rings. Uh, accepted it wearing an untucked button-down with, like, jeans on, uh, a la Tim Duncan. So, respected his swag there. Clothing-wise, Caspi, uh, uh, he might uh, – he might become one of those fan type favorites if he, if he keeps doing what he's doing this season. I enjoy watching him play, but it's a one year deal, right? So he might not be back. Yeah, um, bro, professor, I haven't seen. Have you seen Ivan Rab yet tonight? And uh, I don't think tonight. On I know on Saturday he looked. He did not look good on Saturday. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm team Rab. And ask you. I, I know you were, you were boosting him up, so I wanted to ask you what you thought because oh, he's been getting some run recently. So. Yeah, he he didn't play much on Saturday, but he didn't he did not belong in that game with uh, Embiid. He 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 looked very overwhelmed and just kind of confused out there. I I'm really pulling for him, and I, I would the problem with the Grizzlies is that they're not going to blow anyone out. So you're either going to the only chance to get some of your lower end guys playing time is to get blown out, which is obviously not ideal. So you kind of got these like fringe lower tier guys that may not ever get to play because you can't not afford to play them because you're going to play every is. game. Good job, Chief. Appreciate that. Hey, man, I said that a while ago. You can't count this on me right now. Yeah, you got taken out. This I is can't. all on you. No, they called a timeout. He's not getting taken out. The Jazz lead 64-62, just under three minutes to play as the Grizzlies call a timeout in the grindhouse. See, this lineup is is one that I'm concerned about defensively, not just for this stretch that just happened, but just who is it? Who, who is the lineup? It's, it's uh, Shelvin Mack, Marshawn, um, I think Garrett Temple's in there, and Mark is in there. Who's the power four? I think it, I think it might be Kyle, but I think Kyle's in there. It seems like it would be better, but every time I see Mack and Marshawn on the court. I feel like they don't do as well defensively. Now I could be totally wrong if you like look that up, but it just it just doesn't feel it doesn't feel like enough is happening offensively to justify maybe kind of the giving up mid range from Dante Exum. Although you know, I guess if you're going to give up a shot, that's what you want. Yeah, but we're we're letting Exum get all almost all the way to the rim. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's not you know, like he's just putting it in. Who's I think uh, Sheldon Max guarding him too, and that's kind of a mismatch. I mean. Exum's way more athletic and faster than Mac. That's that's Exum's game. It's like get to the rim, hit like a little ten foot floater, maybe. Right. Make, make him shoot a uh, jumper. I mean, that's how we've that's how I've contained him uh, in the other two games. Is make him 
turn into a jump shooter and just brick shot after shot. So interesting note currently in the game, uh, oh, it's as Selvin. far as, far as uh, uh, points scored, you kind of expect to see this. Mike's got 14, Mark has 13, Jaron has eight. So that's kind of the, the ranking that you would expect to see in a typical Grizzlies game, at least. Yeah. And this yeah. is pretty much a typical Grizzlies game. So, Oh, Ingles oh. with the offensive foul. Good job, Wayne Selden. Yeah, he, Wayne Selden be selling. Oh, Ingles just gave a good, like, meme-worthy face right there. <laughs> I'm too far away. <laughs> when, you, when you nut, but you keep on sucking. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that face. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes Mike has the uh, the ponytail going. Sometimes he has just the, the like, back, the, the, his hair's tucked back behind his ears, kind of. wonder how he decides. I don't know, man. He probably gets his hair done. It's uh, he's back in the game, along with Jaron, who replaced Mark. Uh, Marshawn with a floater, but he bricks. <laughs> Dang, Gobert's not. Oh, Gobert has twelve rebounds. Oh, you got to get that rebound. Oh, dive to the floor, Marshawn. Come on, give me something here. Oh, there we go. That's two points. There we go. Tie game, two minutes left in the third quarter. You said uh, Gobert is leading the Jazz in rebounds with 12. Who's leading the Grizzlies? I'd say probably Jaron. What do you think, Chief? Uh, Jaron, probably 11. He's got eight, yeah. Oh, I feel like he had one. He had seven in that first quarter. Who was that? Crowder. Jay Crowder, yeah, from the Jay Crowder with the really loud fuck on the broadcast earlier underneath the basket. Uh, Pete kept talking yeah. about how, how hot he's been from three. But he, he started the game off pretty bad, but hope hope that's miscue. not him heating up. Yeah, hopefully not. That was a miscue from Mike to Jaron. Uh, looked like maybe Mike was going for the pick and pop, and Jaron rolled. Did did y'all see that Markel Fultz free throw? No, I didn't. Uh, you got to look it up. He like double clutches before he shoots it. He, he yeah, I did see that. Brings it to the apex and then like pulls it back half a foot and then shoots it. It's pretty rough. What what yeah, it's like he mentally didn't follow his form and then stopped and tried to do his form again and yeah, that kid's all kinda in his own head. I mean, that's not he doesn't normally do that. That's just kind of a microcosm of his NBA career. Like just that video itself. Of course, Twitter's having a field day with it. What do we think about Jimmy Buckets going to the seventy sixers? Do we think it moves the needle for them? Do we think he comes in the locker room and just immediately like destroys uh, Ben Simmons' soul? Or you know what are we what are we feeling about that? I I think it probably makes them better. Um, I'm all for teams going 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 for the fences. Um, you know Sark and Covington were, were solid role players, but um, obviously not as good as Jimmy Ooh. Butler. And I oh Mike Conley dropping yeah. XM off, um, bringing the Grizzlies back within three with a minute to play in the third. But I think it makes Philly better. Um, I, I think Ben Simmons and Embiid are built a little different than Wiggins and Towns, um, meaning that they want to win too. And, um, you know, they are competitors and they will bark back at Jimmy. It's not going to be no, no running to the internet to tweet, you know, they, they seem to handle business in a different way. Obviously I don't, we'll see with Embiid. He could be goofy, but, um, I think he, I think he wants to win. He seems like a a fierce competitor. So I I think they're going to get along. Um, cause that's all Jimmy wants to do is win and hoop. So, uh, I don't, 
I don't know, bro. You're more of a Sixers guy. What what kind of depth do they have? I mean, we just watched them play. They had that Kuzman dude who started. Yeah, uh, they're they're uh, pretty spent now because they just got you know they traded away Saric and Rocco, two really big role players for them. So they're only like what six players deep now. Let's see what they have. They still got Amir Johnson. Yeah, I think it's a. I, I think. Um, oh, Seldon with a quick rebound there. I think. I mean, I think it's a good pickup. I, I do think that they're a little goofy, they being Embiid, uh, but he he handles his business on the court. It seems like, and so I think uh, Jimmy Butler will appreciate that. And I hope that. I mean, I think he 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 doesn't want to just control the entire team and rule the roost. I think he wants to be barked back at. I think he kind of thrives on that almost in a Jordan esque way. Just to just talks a lot of shit and just likes that whole you know, kind of ribbon at each other. That's sort of his vibe. So uh, I hope that, I hope that works out. Cause I, and the more good basketball teams are, the more fun the playoffs are to watch. I'll tell you that, especially in the yeah. East. Yeah. And, and the East has arguably been more fun than the West to start this season off. A lot of teams in the West struggling and uh, yeah. a couple, a couple teams in the East looking really competitive. You know, you got Milwaukee, the, the Celtics, um, the Pacers obviously whipped our ass on opening night. Yeah, a guy that really who torched us the other night for Philadelphia was TJ McConnell. He had 16 on us. And Landry Shamet was pretty good too. He actually had he only had Man, five points. Hell no. That dude was slow as hell. He was like it one felt, of eleven from three. That dude was worse than Dante Exum. But he was that, still that dude lost them the game. <laughs> he still had he led their team. No, he didn't lead their team. He was second on the team in assists, though. He, he was, was first out in there. missed three-pointers in the whole league on that day. I can guarantee it. First and missed three-pointers. That, dude, that could be. <laughs> he, <laughs> yeah, he used, to, like yeah, he used to play in that many minutes, dude, 42 minutes. He can't, even, he can't run that long. <laughs> well, I'm glad they played him that long because he sucked it up. Oh, we got another sighting of uh, Caspi's wardrobe here. We got a blazer over a T-shirt. I'm uh, I'm hype on Cassie's wardrobe. Must be his, his deal. He's got that 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 swag, man. I think he's yeah. Swag. No, I'm about it. I, I really like him. Not tough a good third, third quarter. quarter. Yeah. yeah, tough third quarter. We're down five points, seventy four, sixty nine. Jazz. They kind of went on probably like a ten two run or so there in the last three minutes of the quarter. So things are trending the Jazz way. They're starting to get out and run. And of course, now we're treated to commercials of Duke basketball playing some <laughs> slaw team. And Zion Williams dunking because basically Duke is as popular as an NBA team right now in terms of people watching them, I bet. Hey, I mean, after that beatdown they put on Kentucky. Mm. Uh, Which I can always appreciate. Yeah, RJ Barrett, Cam Reddish, I mean, all three of them did their thing. Zion, you know, we all know him from Duncan, but I, I hope it works out for him as a basketball player. And if that game was any indication, he looked like he, he can do more than just dunk. Um, obviously it's a long season, but yeah, that, that third quarter for the Grizz outscored, uh, 34 to 26. So after allowing the jazz to 20 points in each of the first two quarters, they gave up 34 in that third quarter. Um, not what we needed, but I think if we, we turn the intensity back up on defense, we, this is a team that we can close this five point gap on and close it out down the stretch. I think so too. I think uh, how, how have the last two games gone entering the third quarter? 
I wish I had that in front of me. I feel like neither games have been, we haven't dominated. It's not like we've gone in the fourth quarter with some huge lead. Yeah, I mean, I know we were trailing Philly at halftime. Um, I feel like we were trailing the Nuggets by a good amount as well. So both of them have been come from behind victories. So yeah, it's, we were down six to Philly going into the fourth, and then against Denver we were down. Um, well, it's a little harder math. Can't do that off the top of my head. Dang it! Um, I, I think that uh, I think that I still don't know what the hell I want. Oh yeah, Alex scored. 34-26 in that third quarter. I don't know what I want still. I don't know like what my ideal situation is with this Grizzlies team this year. Six and four, you're on pace to win 49 games. I mean, if we won 49 games, that'd be awesome. I'd be super happy about that uh, if we could keep this pace up. But, I mean, uh, it's it's such a weird season, you know, and, and I haven't seen – if we win this game, it'll be the first real stretch of consistently good basketball, I think. Uh, would you all agree with that, or do you think we're already there? Do you think we're playing consistently good basketball? No, I think we've had a pretty pretty weak schedule and some things have kind of broken in our favor uh, with Mitchell sitting out in Utah, um, catching the Sixers after that trade and after an overtime game on the second night of a back-to-back, um, things like that. So all in all, things have gone well for us early in the season, but we haven't really been tested. The, the win over Denver was great. Um and both wins in Utah were obviously really good, but we're, we're, it's still, the jury's still out on what this team is. Um, but you, you've got to be happy with what we've seen so far. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and we've had a lot of rest days, I think compared, at least it feels like it now this week from Monday at the time of recording through Sunday, we have four games. So I think this week is kind of the first real full test for us. Because we got Utah, you know, probable playoff team, Milwaukee on Wednesday, who just whooped up on Golden State. Um, on Friday, we've got the Kings at home. You know, they're they've outperformed expectations. And then Sunday, gosh, who do we play on Sunday? I'm forgetting. I feel like uh, probably the Jazz again. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. That's a, that's at the T Wolves, so that game will be fun too, because that could that's a, a probably that's a more well rounded team than you know than they were. So that's four. None of those teams are really slouches, and we're going to play. Who, who are the four games? It's so Utah tonight, Milwaukee Wednesday, Sacramento Saturday, and Timberwolves Sunday. Oh yeah, that's that's a big week. Big Did you call that damn fell on Jaron? Yeah, I think so. I, I, uh, JB's about to be teed up. Uh, loose ball, kind of everybody tipping it up in the air after Kyle missed yet another layup. Um, after a nice move, slicing through the defense. It kind of holds oh, right there, but, but still, uh, oh, I mean, man, the fouls called on this kid are insane, man. Rubio blocked uh, by Jaron. Uh, Jaron's got like damn. But it goes to Alec Burks, who's back healthy and he's been playing well for the Jazz. They they pushed their lead to eight, seventy seven, sixty nine, with ten minutes to go in the fourth. Have we scored? A, yeah, we how have we scored oh, this? Uh, Jaron follows a miss. Follow. Conley layup with a left handed tip off the glass. 
Oh, oh. can't lose composure. Oh. Oh, Must be man. a little bit ahead of you guys. <laughs> man. Uh, well, I'm the, streaming the calls, here. So. The calls are wild. All right, TJ from Twitter has a question for Shoot. us. Uh, let's see. Should the Grizz be looking at another big, or do you think a true small forward would be better? Uh, I mean, we, we've kind of been making do without another big now that um, Jamichael Green, he's he's probably only, what, two weeks away, mm-hmm. hopefully. Um, I mean, if I, Anderson's able to slide down, and he he seems to be excelling at the four. So Anderson and Caspi, uh, yeah. who should be returning soon. So I'm not really in a rush to sign sign a, anybody really. Um, I'm, but I, I did say to you guys earlier today, tonight would be a game where I wouldn't mind having Andrew Harrison still on the roster, somebody who I trust in a defensive battle. Um, but you know it is what it is. Kyle Anderson just took it coast to coast. <laughs> the slowest coast to coast. Yeah, there, uh, the shot he, clock was uh, running out. Yeah, yeah, it was still a buzzer beater layup. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle uh, was seven. Oh, he's the young truck guy. He's three four eleven tonight. So uh, another who was that? A bucket by Donovan Mitchell put the Jazz up by six. This is going to be a tough ending to a tough game. Uh, I, well, so you all don't like the mellow acquisition. Um, I, I don't, that's not legitimately been floated out there. It's been floated out there on the glorious Grizz Nation Facebook group. No, I mean, why? You know, no, I think I we have like the identity that we have, and I don't see how he would help that. You know, I think it would just kind of detract from what from what the team is working towards right now. Yeah, I want everything to work out for Melo, but I don't know where he needs to go or, or or what needs what needs to click in his head for it to work. But I mean, the, the proof is in the pudding here lately. The proof is in the pudding. Mm, Rubio, man, that motherfucker cannot hit a shot to save his life. Yeah, that. Yeah, he's pretty. He's been better this year than in the past, but. I ain't saying much. Though, oh, you know? Mike He's, Conley and one. Yeah, and one good. Uh, Derek Favors fouled and Mike with the up and under. Fucking glided halfway across the lane. Oh. Like a complete angel across the paint. The nice little, uh, one of his infamous scoop shots. Yeah, he puts, um, he puts some sweet English, English. Yeah, some mm. sweet English on that shot. So we've and, got a milestone tonight. What's from, that? Uh, from your son, Chief. Oh, yeah? His, he... You should be very proud. He posted his first career double-double tonight. Oh, very oh, nice. Wow. Look and forward he, to many more of those, my friend. Yes. Many more of those in a Grizzlies uniform. Dang, about time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it feels like he has had several, but. Um, so, get- so, bro, what did you think about TJ from Twitter's question? Do you think we need to sign a backup big or a small forward, or you think we're good? Uh, out of those two, I would have to go small forward because, I, like you, I, I kind of like Anderson – floating down to the five. We don't have an entire like small ball lineup like someone like the Warriors does, but uh, I don't I don't really see the need to add someone because he's just going to sit at the very end of our bench and never play. I mean, we have Rab, and he never plays. So I don't know. It, anyone we add at that point really isn't going to play. So I, I would have to go small forward. If there's a shooter, you know, we can obviously nope. use another shooter because that's always something that's been our Achilles heel. Yeah, I'm all for just waiting. I, there, there's no rush. 
Um, oh man, there's no rush at all to sign anybody. And certainly we, we've seen time and time again in the NBA, just as NBA fans, once it gets to that trade deadline, inevitably you'll, you'll see some buyouts. You'll see people making moves, trying to clear space or just trying to make things work. Uh, so it's a possibility that there'll be other players that suddenly are available that we would have never have thought. And there's no need to add someone just to put a button to see, you know, that's just, that's just never a good way to conduct your business. Yeah. Um, seemed like the hustle has been hooping lately. Uh, Yuda had a big game. They said he was scoring and rebounding, knocking down shots, had a couple dunks. So interesting to see if he'll, he or DJ Steffens get any minutes. Uh, you know, they're both on two way contracts, both kind of play a forward position. Ooh, nice shot. Um, it's funny when you're watching the game and podcasting, you like sometimes just react like a fan. Yeah. <laughs> like it's hard to think, remember like that there's no context for this. Shelvin Mack just hit an incredible probably 18 foot jumper off the screen. Um, and now yeah, we've got another foul. Incredible. I mean, <laughs> it was just an adjective that came to my head, bro. <laughs> hey, but you said, damn, nice shot. <laughs> oh, yeah, a, how about a nice shot? How about a nice shot? Yeah. Much better. Much better. I right, appreciate it, bro. Uh, all right. Well, unless we have any other specific topics, we can close out this game off here. What do we think, boys? Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Nobody else got anything to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to my mic and it was muted. Dang, gum it. When I hit the floor, the girls come snapping at me.